Welcome back to the Team Creek Tribe podcast. This is episode number seven, and this time we're going to be talking about something special that happened yesterday in our classes, in the Little Champions class. Uh, so, Renshi, give us a little background. What happened yesterday? So, um, we every once in a while, we have something that I would I would group into two different categories. We have kids that either um, don't are afraid to go on the mat, or kids that are resistant to go on the mat. And then, so that's one category. So that would be a little champion category. And then we have juniors or even teens that give their parents a hard time about going to class. So, and believe it or not, I think those things could be addressed the same way. So we wanted to kind of talk about it. It was a big victory yesterday. Um, and we have these victories all the time, but we wanted to share them with you guys so that you could get an insider look on it. Um, you know, the other day we had a, we had an exam and someone saw all the kind of behind the scenes things I had going on with different kids crying and all kinds of other craziness that goes on behind the scenes. And someone made a comment to me like, wow, I really see what you do on an exam day. And I just kind of started laughing. Um, and it just, it's, it kind of reminds me of that, that, you know, we wanted to share with you guys some of the things that happen behind the scenes here. And hopefully, you know, we'll allow you to celebrate with us, but also perhaps help you through a time that either, you know, you may have coming up or a way you can help another parent or family. Yeah. And these are some of the most rewarding moments for us as instructors too, to, to go through, um, you know, watching a student change from being very um, frightened or, you know, resistant to, to going out on the floor, to cooperating with the class, and then overcoming those challenges, overcoming those fears or the uncertainty that they might have about participating. Um, yeah. So first we had, um, some of you might know Katie. Um, she's Katie Dunlop, she's one of our black belts. Um, her family actually moved away a little a little while ago, um, but Katie started with us as a little champion, and she had actually started at a different karate school. And um, mom didn't like, didn't care for the school, so she went looking for a different place. And when she came to me, Katie was really um, resistant to go out on the mat because she had a less than positive experience at the school she had been to. And so it took us a while to get her on the mat. She was super shy and nonverbal. She wouldn't talk about why. Just a really, really, she's like the most challenging um, little champion I can remember. And Sheehan has a different one that he remembers, which we'll share. But the bottom line was that if it weren't for her mom, like we know what to do. We know it will work out. We know we can get the kid on the mat and they'll have a great success. But if the family isn't willing to do the things that we suggest or work with us, we won't be successful. So, but from a parent's point of view, and this is what I was trying to say in that Facebook post, I get it. Like you're tired. You're, you did everything you can to get your kid here in their uniform. And then they say they don't want to do it. And you say to yourself, then why am I here? Why am I going through 
you know, the traffic and the rushing and just to get here and my kid doesn't even want to do this and I'm spending all this money and why? Why am I even bothering? So that's the normal attitude, right? But that's not the long-term successful choice as a parent. So, and I've gone through it. I've gone through it myself. I tell people this story all the time. Um, you know, I had a, a child that told me for two years he didn't want to do it. And um, I can't imagine what, what my life would be like if I had given in to him. So I see this all the time. And those parents that dig in and commit, really commit to the process, it changes their whole life. And it's I've never, ever encountered someone who didn't go through the process and say it was worth it. Never. But I see a lot of people that are very remorseful that they gave up and quit. So, um, you know, we did want to share that with you. Now, Shihan, you had a different child that stuck out in your mind, and she's somebody who's still with us. So right. do you want to share that? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we have a little Miss Lily who um, recently got her black belt with us. And my memory, I mean, unless my memory is wrong, but my memory is when she first started – she would go on the mat, but she wouldn't participate. Yeah. And she stood in the back and like really just wouldn't cooperate. And, um, and little by little, she would start maybe to do some of the things that the class was doing in the back if you would coax her. But really, it took her mom going out and, and literally sitting on the mat with her. Kind of um, like Andrew. Right. Yeah. Andrew. We actually had that Andrew's parents walk out last night, leave him in the building. These people put their trust in us, which means so much to us. They've known us for like three weeks. Right. They left their son in the building, and it worked. I could tell that it was going to work. Some kids are super shy, and some kids are defiant. They, And that's not saying that in a negative way. They're just It's almost a compliment because they know what they, they think they want in that moment, and they're going to cross their arms and stomp their foot, and that's it. And I don't think one is better or worse than the other. But I do know that as parents, we have to be the pack leader, you know, which of course is a, is a, you know, a trainer reference, I think of Caesar Milan, but it's real. You have to, kids don't flourish in an environment that is not structured and disciplined. That's what they need to be the most successful as as an atmosphere that is highly structured and highly disciplined. And I think that, you know, our definitions of those things vary greatly. When I say discipline, that doesn't mean it's a negative thing. It can be positive, but it has to be consistent and it has to be structured. Um, so that's one of the things that you know we do here. It's kind of like the secret of our success. And I want to talk a little bit now that we're flowing in that direction about juniors that say the same thing. Um, we do get you know quite a bit of juniors in the intermediate level moving more toward the advanced ranks that want to give up. They get, quote, bored, or they want to do something else, or they, um, you know, don't like sparring. There's a hundred, or the running is a big one, of course. But there's a million reasons why someone has the thought about giving up, whether they heard someone else quit, and that's the first time it enters their mind, or they overhear things that their parents are under stress financially or time, and they think to themselves, well, who knows how it, it gets in the brain. But, um, you know, 
if you think about everything that we've said about little champions and you apply it to them, it's really the same exact thing. You as parents have to really believe in what we're doing, right? I think about, I use this example all the time about kids brushing their teeth and going to school and doing all these things that we force them to do because we know that it's for their own good. We know that. Um, maybe we do it, you know, mechanically. We just are in the, you know, used to doing it. And, you know, we're not really in the habit of doing that when it comes to an activity. But when you start to look at this as a lifestyle and something potentially that could save their lives and something that when you really break it down is only good for them, can never be a negative thing for them, then why isn't it the same same discipline and same message? This is something you're going to do. You're going to finish it. And you're, I've never, like I said, never had someone finish and say, gee, I'm really sorry I got my black belt. I really right. regret that. Yeah. That was a big mistake. <laughs> a, a common thing that I hear from parents is I don't want to force my child to do something they don't want to do. Yeah. And you kind of touched on that a, a moment ago um, in reference to we do force our kids to do things that they don't want to do all the time. Brush your teeth, eat your vegetables, go to bed at this certain time. Um, so yeah, I think, I think many times the parents have to get in a mindset of you're not forcing them to do something that they don't want to do because you just want them to do this. Like, um, you know, you did it when you were a child, so they're going to have to do it, but it's a bigger picture. You see the bigger picture that your child doesn't see why it's important to them. You know, if a child could choose not to go to school, they would probably choose that, right? They they don't see the bigger reason as a child, but of course the parents do. I'm also reminded of a, a term or a, a phrase that I've heard for many years that kids don't really quit karate. Parents allow their kids to quit karate. And, and I think that stems from Another thing you touched base on earlier, you know, the parents may be struggling with their kids. Their kids are giving them a hard time about going and, you know, they just don't want to fight with their children. And so they take the what might be called the easy route out and just say, OK, you don't have to do it anymore then if you don't want to do it. But I think it's it's important for parents to be um, be a leader and, and to lead by example and to set set this mindset of you know, we don't give up on things in the middle, you know, see it to the end, you know, stay the course and, and, and finish what you started. Here's a thing too. Here's a big concept that you can apply to a lot of different things. This isn't going to be forever. So two things, first of all, your child might come in and say, and I get a lot of parents that say, do you want to do this? And I always kind of cringe inside. I'll let you in on a little secret. I cringe when I hear that because, listen, not selfishly. Selfishly, I'm glad because I know the child's going to say, yes, they're having a great time. But what happens when that child gets a thought in their head or whatever happens that de- next day or the, a week later and they say they don't want to and you've just signed an agreement saying you're going to do this? It's never their choice. I mean, you, you're, they're going to have fun doing it, at least when they start, right? 
um, probably throughout the whole thing, but nothing is, our behaviors and our moods aren't forever. So kids, first of all, typically don't have, you know, a very, always the most, their, their, their brain development isn't complete. Their thoughts, the, the, the complex thought patterns that they have, the ability to, um, you know, discern different, different ideas and, and fully develop concepts. So they might say one thing one day and mean it. And then a week later, they might have something completely different. I'm sure you can all relate to that, being younger and thinking one thing and then completely reversing your thoughts. Um, you know, sometimes we do that throughout the day <laughs> with our eating choices. Um, and I can totally relate to that. I'm going to eat really healthy and then, well, those marshmallows look really good. But anyway, um, you know, so when parents say, well, it's, I want it to be their choice. Well, do you? I mean, do we really? There are some things for sure. I'm a big believer that kids deserve all the respect that adults do. They're not less than, right? But they also need guidance. And I think that we have to know what's best for them. And we have to do our best. So I take that back a minute. We don't always have to know what's best for them. We have to have belief that we are doing what's best for them long term, not always based on what they want based on the long, the big picture. I, you know, I, I tell people too about how I stumbled through the homeschool process. I didn't know if it was the right thing to do. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't have anybody helping me or guiding me. Thank God it worked out. But I'll be honest with you, the whole time I was like, man, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here. Are they going to be isolated? Are they going to be awkward? Are they going to be, you know, what, what's going to happen? Is this hurting them academically? But I, I took a chance because I believed in what I was doing, and I watched them throughout. I saw them grow. Um, you know, it wasn't always easy, and it's not going to be easy. So, you know, but I did appreciate what was around me, the support I had, you know, here at the, at the dojo, being around all these families, um, because you guys give us support too, whether or not you realize it. So, you know, I think that to remember – their attitude isn't permanent. It's not forever. They might say something in in one breath and, and talk to them about why, but then it's our job to guide them. So the why is important. You know, why do you feel this way? Why, you know, why are you struggling right now? But then it's our job to understand this isn't going to be this way forever. And they have to, there's going to be points where they have to struggle. Do I want to struggle with them alone? Or do I want to struggle with them with the, and we do that hashtag Teen Creek Tribe, and that's what it's all about. So you're not alone. Yeah, and, and I think a really successful mindset for parents is a non negotiable mindset. Like, this is not, this isn't something you can negotiate with but your there children. There are some things that you can. Sure. What I'm, what I'm referring to is like whether or not they're going to, you know, be able to say, I don't want to do this right. anymore. You yeah. Know? I remember when, when the kids were little and I would deliberately set up choices for them. Like I would pick two outfits out of the closet and say, well, which one would you like to wear? Even though there are my acceptable choices or I've got these two things for lunch, which one would you like? Even though, you know, choice C, which if I had left it open-ended might've been something I didn't have in my refrigerator. Well, that wasn't an option. So you have a lot of you know power and wow, you can make these choices. You're a big boy you know, which one would you like? Giving them, even if it's deliberate choices throughout the day, makes them feel 
like they have some control in their lives, but we also have to balance that with there are things that they don't choose. So they can choose shows they want out of your preferred choices. They can choose uh, maybe when to do their homework, but then when it's time to do it, it's not a negotiable. They have to do it. They, they're the ones that set that time. So, yeah. Renchi, what would you say um, to parents that um, go through the experience of, you know, their, their child um, is acting out at school or their, their you know, some sort of behavior and in the parents, and we see this a lot, the parents' first thought is, well, then I'm taking karate away from you. Yeah. Because the children who, who really love to come to karate, one of the first thoughts parents have is, well, you're not going to karate. Yeah. So that takes me right back to being a school counselor. We had 1,200 kids the first year I was there. So that means 2,400 parents, right? that I had to deal with. And if I had a dollar for every time a parent said to me, I've taken everything that they love away and nothing helps, I would be wealthy. And when parents do that with martial arts, not only is it not helpful, they're actually hurting themselves. They're taking away something that's providing structure and discipline to their child, which is exactly the thing that they're trying to achieve. They're taking away the village. Yes, the village. So, um, which is, you know, a really um, kind of old school concept these days, right? The village, we kind of lost the village for a while, really. Um, we never have here, but I think societies, village, our villages got smaller. But anyway, um, so I always, you know, really try to encourage parents because, listen, it's your child. You can tell me to mind my own business, but I've seen what works. And I always tell them, listen, share with us what's going on and let us help you. Because I had a child that was out for a week and a half recently, and this happens, you know, every once in a while, almost as often as we have that child that won't go on the mat, right? And they said that they weren't here because their child was acting out at school. And this is a kindergartner. And I thought, oh, gosh, in my head, you know, too bad I didn't know that because we had a graduation. We had an exam. And if I had known that and they had shared that with me, I could have said I would have brought him if I were the parent, made him sit there throughout the graduation and say, wow, buddy, too bad. You know, you had a couple of bad weeks. Of course, it would be better if we knew ahead of time. We could have said, if you don't behave in school, you won't be graduating. But even if it's not, even if it's at the moment, bring them and say, look at your friends. They're graduating because, you know what, Renchi told me that they were really good in school. You know, you can um, stretch the, the truth a bit, um, but not untrue. But, you know, I didn't have that conversation with them, but there's nothing wrong with saying that. And I think that that would be hugely powerful. And then when... That child comes back the next day. I could say, hey, how are you in school today? You know, I told a child, this is a different child recently, that I talked to their teacher at school. Um, and, you know, not entirely true. I didn't really talk to the teacher at school. But I wanted them to know that we, I mean, I could. I could call the teacher. But parents had told me that they weren't really behaving. And I wanted them to know that their behavior is tied to what goes on here. And we can withhold stripes and we can withhold progress. And what a powerful thing. Because not only now are they not, not getting something that they truly do have to earn. They, they haven't earned it. 
But now they start to make connections with, wow, my behavior here impacts my behavior there. And they start to make connections, whether consciously or not, that their behavior has ramifications in other areas of their lives and how they are responsible for things that happen in other areas. And what I, you can't buy that. Like, that's so powerful. So, I, you know, I, I, I told the parent, you know, please, let, you know, we missed an opportunity, but let's not miss it next time. Keep me posted. You know, you guys know I'm super accessible with text messages because, you know, we te- we're teaching a lot or we're, we're um, recording podcasts or, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I can't answer my phone, but I'm, I always am super responsive with text messages. So text me and remind me, you know, so-and-so was good today at school or we didn't have a great day. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of success with that. And, and to kind of um, go in a slightly different direction, but kind of on the same thing, when it comes to um, somebody not taking something away, like a parent not taking karate away or not taking their toy away or not, like what would you suggest um, as far as a reward system? Because I yeah. know we've used some different things yeah. successfully. Taking away never ever works kids don't care they don't care they might care for a moment but I had parents tell me they stripped the whole bedroom and nothing but a mattress in the bedroom and the kids didn't care less so what we what we did was we kind of flipped it we did um I'll I'll give you an example and you know you might have heard this example before but it's real so that's why I tell it um my kids one day we had an xbox and I don't love video games so but we got it and they were playing, and I, I told them it was time to turn it off, and they started to give me a hard time, and it was like getting slapped in the face. I was like, what just happened here? I don't even want you to play that. So I told them, I said, listen, I don't even want you playing this. This is mine, and I let you play this, and you're giving me a hard time. This isn't going to happen again. So I kind of laid down the law, and I said, from now on, you earn this. You know, if you... For Mateo, it was if you go to karate and you don't complain and you do a great job on the weekends and, you know, maybe you have a child, you have to do a daily structure, but he was fine with the weekends with constant reminders. You can have 45 minutes to play. And um, I'll be honest, I don't remember what we did with Julian. I think it was he got a toy. He got to pick out something, which was actually really great because... I wasn't constantly buying them things in the store. I was saying, oh, well, you have to wait until well, you I, earned it. I remember the, the marble, marble jar. jar. Yeah, the marble jar. Yeah. Which daily, you know, the behavior would earn e- equal earn yeah. a marble in yeah. there or take a marble out. No, we never took them out. I don't. Just They no. just didn't get they, one? Yeah, they earned them. Okay. I don't believe in actually taking Removing, things. right. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't believe in removing something. That's right. That That's earned. right. I remember now. Um, but anyway, so then... Um, I also said something, and I do like to share this with people. I said to the kids, from now on, this is what's going to happen when you play. You're going to get a warning that five minutes we're going to turn it off, and then this is what I'm going to hear when you're done. Thank you, Mom, for letting us play. And it's it, it seemed forced at first. Of course, they were rolling their eyes going, thank you, Mom, for letting us play. But then it became very genuine. And to this day, I have children that thank me for things like that. And I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, and it's crazy to me. This habit we establish of gratitude, of understanding that a not kind of like the opposite of an entitled attitude. They they are just grateful for the things that 
they are allowed to do um, real and they, quick. And they express it. Yeah, we were we, we got had a horrible experience in Costa Rica one time, and we ended up, long story short, we ended up leaving after 24 hours, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. We were in the airport, exhausted, horrific experience. And Julian looked at me, and he said, thanks for taking us to Costa Rica. I almost cried. I couldn't believe that my son said that. After yeah. this horrible experience we had, <laughs> he was thanking me for taking him there. I, I just couldn't believe it. So, And it's not because we're extraordinary parents, and it's not because our kids are extraordinary. It's because we've done a couple of things right, I think. We got lucky. We've made our mistakes as well. Sure. And But I, I want to share with you those couple of things that we did right and I would love it if you guys could share some things with us. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Open up the lines of communication. Yeah. Yeah, so if you would like to comment or ask questions or uh, maybe you, you would like us to focus one of our podcasts on a particular topic, please uh, let us know. Comment. You can email me at shehan at teamcreek.com. And uh, we'd be happy to open up a discussion uh, because the whole point of these podcasts are to just inform everyone of some, uh, you know, positive, um, you know, experiences that we've had and let everybody learn from those types of experiences and, you know, not have to reinvent the wheel. But um you know, travel the road that perhaps has already been paved. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope to have you join us again next time on the Team Creek Tribe Podcast.